0: Here is our King, Jesus. And today, on Palm Sunday, we're going to look at John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. Jesus' triumphant entry. What a year it has been. Could you imagine that one year ago, when we were told to... Go into quarantine and close everything up for a couple of weeks, that we would still be where we are right now? No. No. I didn't either. Do you think, did you think that we'd still be dealing with this chaos and the uncertainty that is this pandemic? Could you imagine the, the division, the fear, and the destruction one little virus? has caused this entire world? I know I didn't. I thought we'd be able to fix this very quickly. We're on our way. But we're still not there yet. How have you reacted to this? How have you felt How have you dealt with all of this uncertainty? What should our response be? How can we have peace right now? And I ask the questions where is Jesus in all of this? How can the King of Kings still reign over our lives when we're not quite sure what the next day will bring? And how? The big question for today. How are you preparing for his arrival? How are you preparing for Easter? His glorious day of resurrection. I'm going to start the Bible reading and I'm going to look back at verses 9 through 11 as well to kind of paint the picture of the story. Meanwhile, a large crowd (laughs) of Jews found out that Jesus was there, going to Jerusalem, and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were coming over to Jesus and believing in him. And when they say a crowd of people had come to follow and see Jesus... It is estimated that over 2 million people were there in the city of Jerusalem back on that day. Can you imagine 2 million people gathering together all to celebrate the same thing? And many of them were there to celebrate Jesus because of what he had done and what they had heard. And they want to see Lazarus. They want to see that man that he raised from the dead. So, beginning in verse 12, the next day, the crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Jesus was met with a response like no other. No one else had had that response before. Those crowds and large and even more gr- large groups of people were not only gathering to celebrate Passover in the holy city, but many of those people followed Jesus in from Bethany, where he was anointed by Mary. They followed him because of what he did and to see Lazarus as well. The response people gave were "Hosanna," which literally means "God save us," and "Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord." Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And the people shouted and waved palm branches to show their adoration and praise towards Jesus. He got a response like no other. How do you respond to Jesus? Do you wave your palm branches at him? Do you bow down before him? Or do you just go, hi Jesus, good to see you. I'm going to go up here now. How are you preparing to receive him today? Let me tell you, the crowds of people thought that Jesus was there to fix all of their problems. They thought he was there to free them from the Roman oppressors. They thought he was there to reign triumphantly. But that's not how Jesus came in, did he? You can think that all of your problems are going to be fixed when you meet Jesus. But little do you know that the problems that you think you have may not be the problems that Jesus wants to fix. Are you ready for him to do real work in your own life? Are you prepared for, to, for Jesus to come in like he does and do a mighty work in you? Are you ready for his arrival? Moving on to verse 14 through 16. Jesus fed a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming. Seated on a donkey's colt. At first, in verse 16, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Jesus had an entry like no other. Most people who were famous and who were well-known, who had come to do something in Jerusalem, rode in on a horse. They rode tall, they rode proud, and they rode in on a horse. But Jesus rode in on a donkey. And in those days, a donkey was still a symbol of nobility, but it was a symbol of peace. And that is what Jesus came to bring. He entered in to bring peace, not war. And Jesus had entered Jerusalem from Bethany where he had been anointed as king by Mary. He did not enter as a conqueror or a political figure as expected, but as a bringer of peace. He had wrote a donkey colt, which had never been written before, to symbolize his entry of peace into Jerusalem. And he did not enter the city to receive praise and adoration, but to enter in and bring in peace to the city and to the people. How are you preparing for his arrival? Are you ready for the peace that he brings? Are you ready for him to come in and be king over your life? Because you can think that you are in charge and that no one can take your place. I know that to be true. I can sometimes think that I'm in charge. Like, I think I'm in charge of a lot of things. My wife is laughing at me, because I'm not. Um, but you know what, I thought I was in charge of this message. I thought I was the one to dig out all of the nuggets that hadn't been dug out before. Let me tell you, this message has been done before. This passage has been done before by many, 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 many people over the years. And what's new and inspiring and exciting is what God has to say and not what I have to say. And that really rocked me the last couple of days. Because Jesus comes in to bring peace and a new life and to be in charge over who you are and not you. You may be really smart. You may be really talented. Yeah. You may be really good at being in charge. But you know who's supposed to be in charge? Jesus. Jesus is to reign over us. He is to enter in and be in charge over all of us. He is to enter in and bring that peace that passes all understanding. And he can do it while we're riding a donkey. Here is our king. He is not here in the way that we would expect. Oh no. Moving on to verse 17. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Verse 18. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. Verse 19. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look at how the whole world has gone after him. Jesus is a king like no other. Just as he entered the world as a baby to a small family in a small town, unbeknownst to most people, Jesus has defied our expectations of who the Messiah is to be and should be. It's evident from the passage and from the previous scriptures of all the Gospels that the religious leaders of Jesus' time expected a royal conqueror who would save his people from the oppression of the Roman government. They expected him to reign over them as their king. They expected him to just move in move them out, and take over. And I would venture to guess that Jesus, or whoever the Messiah was supposed to be, was supposed to support their specific religious practices and their understandings of Scripture and and their theology. How many of us feel like that today? That Jesus is supposed to understand specifically what we understand of theology and scripture. And that our interpretation is the only interpretation that there ever should be and there ever will be. Mm -hmm. I've met a few people like that. It's really hard to talk to them about stuff because they get really stuck in their ways. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, both camps, had very strong and strict ways of doing things. As some of us do today. Some of it may be harmless. And some of it may be very good. But we all need to realize. That Jesus is a king like no other. To reign over our lives. To be in charge of the things. That we are supposed to think about. And the things that we are supposed to do. And if you haven't asked him today. Or any other day before this. I challenge you to ask him now. What is it that I've gotten wrong, Jesus, That I need to get right. What is it? How are you preparing for his arrival? How are you preparing for Jesus to reign as king over your life? How are you preparing for his love? The love of God that just doesn't make any sense to us sometimes because it seems ridiculous and it seems overbearing sometimes, but also very simple and quiet. I know that God's love for me is vast and far beyond my own understanding. And I know that I get it wrong sometimes. And I know that the love of God cannot be stopped he loves you and he loves me he loves everyone more than they could ever imagine and how can you reign with that love in your life today how can you do that how can you let him in and do the work that he needs to do for him to be king and center of your own life You can say, Aaron, you know, I think, I think I've think i got this. I think I've got it all together. I think that I've gotten this love thing down. I think I've gotten this Jesus thing down. I think I'm sitting pretty. I think I'm pretty good. I would challenge you to look again. You may not be. There might be something, something very small, but something that will open up the floodgates of heaven and that will let God's love shine in over you and reign in over your life. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be any of those things. But not all of us are living exactly the way God would want us to be. Jesus is a king like no other who entered in to the holy city of Jerusalem like no other person and he received a response like no other person had ever received. And he rules with love not brute force not violence not with pettiness Not with anything negative that you could possibly think of, but with pure love, a pure love that no human can reach here with each other. We can come close when you combine all the loves that we have for one another. The love of a parent to a child, the love of spouses to one another, the love of friendship, The love of all humankind and the love of all creation. You can combine all those things, but yet we will not compare to the love of God. His love is far greater and far better than we could ever imagine. (coughs) Today's sermon in a sentence is, Jesus is here. Are you ready for a king like no other? Are you ready for him to reign in over your life with a sense of purpose and a sense of peace and a sense of love that cannot be undone? Are you ready for that? And I would like to close out with the chorus of the inspiration for this message. It's an older song. It's by David Crowder Band. It's called Here is Our King. Here is our king. Here is our love. Here is our God who's come to bring us back to him. He is the one. He is Jesus. Jesus. How are you preparing for his arrival? Because the king is here. How will he reign over your life? Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Switching gears. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us today. May the God, who is the God of peace, fill you up and send you out as you go from this place. And don't forget, next week is Easter. It's our big day. It's our big celebration day. It's the day that defies all the days. I want you to be ready and I want you to be willing to celebrate like you've never celebrated before. Go in the name of Jesus. You are set.